Rabotai, we continue our study of the Tariag Mitzvot, and uh, we are up to Mitzvah number 374. It's the Mitzvah of the uh, Nazir uh, to grow his hair. It's a positive commandment in Parashat Naso. And the Pasuk says, Gadel Pera Se'ar Rosho Vav Pasukhe. Now, what is the what is the reason for this mitzvah where the Nazir grows his hair and then at the end of his process, he cuts it off? So the Rav over here explains as follows, and I quote, <clears throat> So the Rav says that we're made up of two parts. We're made up of the, the spiritual part, which is the primary part, and then the, the physical part, which he refers to as the house. And he says that at all moments, at all times, it's always good to reduce the uh, value and the significance of serving the physicality, and that a person should place his motivation and his primary focus, la'avodat kono. As tovdo, then it's good. But on one condition. So long as he doesn't neglect the house in totality. Because if he neglects his bodily function and his bodily needs, so ultimately he's going to destroy his body. That's a sin as well. So the extremes... In this case, are no good. Obviously, God wanted to have a human being that has a physical house. What makes the Nazir holy and elevated? He leaves uh, and moves away from the service of the physicality. And he breaks his desire. He only accepts upon him deprivations that are not going to break his body completely. And therefore, he deprives himself from wine. So you can live without wine. He lets his hair grow so he's not as handsome or or comely. What happens when he behaves like this? The Yitzrara becomes subjugated. And it's a win-win. He serves the purpose of why God created him without breaking the body. So it's a, it's a right, <clears throat> it's a right balance. Part of the process is to God commanded the Nazir, which means if the hair is perfectly right, that's a service to the physical. But if he has uncomely hair, that means he doesn't care about his body so much. And then at the end, to cut it to the other extreme has the same effect. Now the question then is, so why does the Nazir need kapara? at the end of his process. If it's such a noble process to deprive yourself from physical uh, 
pleasures and devote yourself to the spiritual side of the body. So therefore, why does he need kapara? So the Rav says a big hadush. It says, Because he deprived himself, not actually deprived himself, and he pained himself from this deprivation. But hold it, the Rav just said, it's a great thing. And now you're telling me you need kapara? So he says, Because not everybody's made up of the same consistency. And with one human can tolerate and a deprivation, somebody else cannot. And the concern is that in the nizirut, he might have went a little over the, uh, the level that his body was able to handle. So for that concern, <clears throat> on the side that it might have been too extreme, <clears throat> even though he should deprive his body from the physical pleasures, but he might have went a little too much. So for that suspicion, he needs a kapara for what he did to the body. Although the Ramban has a different approach why the Nazir needs kapara at the end of the process. And he says that after the Nazir lives such a life of holiness and he's not drinking wine and he's not tending to his bodily uh, uh, grooming, what happens after the 30 days, he now goes back into the world of ta'avot. And for that he needs kapara. Which means, what are you going back into that world for? He should just accept upon himself nizirut olam. The fact that the nazir, after he tasted such a world of spirituality, uh, the fact that he decides to go back into the world of desire, that already needs atoning. So you see, there's 70 ways of learning the Torah. The Hainuk's understanding of where the kapara is, that he might have overdone it. And then as in the Ramban's interpretation is, he didn't do enough. 70 ways of looking at the Torah. Some of the laws regarding uh, the Nazir. So the law is, if let's say the Nazir shaved his hair with a razor, whether he did it on purpose or by mistake, or even under duress, he has to start counting over again. He has to start from the beginning of his Nazirut, but that's only talking about where he shaved the majority of his hair. If he only shaved the minority, his Nazirut is not broken. Furthermore, drinking wine, although the Nazir is not allowed to drink wine, does not break the Nazirut. And he continues uh, where he left off. Uh, Tum'ah does. If he became Tamer, then it's a reset on the Nazirut. Mishnah said, as we learned, Kol Nizirut Kinzirut. Inuk brings it down. And he says that all terminologies that are slang words used for Nizirut, and he uses those words. He's a Nazir. For example, he says, Hareni Nazik, Hareni Naziyah, Hareni Paziyah. Instead of saying the word Nazir, that's a Kinui, and he's a Nazir. Then the Rav says in this mitzvah, Yadayim of Nizirut, Kinzirut. It means if a person says a word that is an entry, but he doesn't finish the sentence. For example, a Nazir walks by him. And when the Nazir walks by him, the man says, eh I will be. I will be what? So that's a yad. It's a, it's, it's a handle that does not have a, 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 a finished sentence, but yadayim are considered the zirut as well. The Rav then says, 
the father is able to uh, indoctrinate his son into Nizirut so long as he is a katan until he's 13 uh, years old. And the husband and the father are able to nullify the lady's Nizirut just like they're able to nullify her Nidarim. Now this law applies bechol makom, bechol zeman. Even today, if somebody accepts upon themselves Nizirut, whether they are male or female. Only thing is that the Nizirut is hal until he brings korbanot. Problem is today, you can't bring korbanot. So therefore, if somebody accepts upon himself Nizirut today, harehu nazir olam. He's nazir for the rest of his life because he's not going to be able to get the korbanot off. And the Rav writes, in such a case, if a person accepts upon him Nizirut, kofin oto la'alot na'eris Yisrael. You force him to move to Israel and to live out his nizirut, either until he dies or until the Beit HaMikdash is built. And at that point, he'll be able to bring the korbanot. She just pointed out that there is a, <coughs> a nice a siman in today's mitzvah, <coughs> that one of the uh, mitzvot that the, uh, the chinuch actually brings down as a source for the hair is the Gemara Nidarim on Daftet, which happens to be tomorrow's Gemara, which is the Gemara of Shimon Tzadik, that saw a, uh, a fellow, and the fellow had beautiful hair, and he accepted upon himself in the Zirut, and then he, at the end of the Nizirut, he cut it off, and Shimon Tzadik said, why would you do such a thing, you have such beautiful hair? And the fellow said, because I didn't want the Yetzirara to get me. And Shimon Tzadik was very impressed, by such a man. And therefore you see that the underpinnings of the Zirut is actually not just to go on a diet and keep away from, you know, intoxicating beverages. It's more to keep themselves away from the Yetzirah. Shemona Tzaddik, when he saw the man was willing to cut his beautiful hair and make himself less uh, appealing than he was because he was handsome. So then already he said, such a Nazir, Yidbuke Moto. And uh, that's exactly what the Rav is saying over there. The reason why the Nazir has these laws is ultimately to bring himself closer to the Ruhani side and pull himself away from the Gashmi.